Yo, what is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode number 18 of the Lifting Ugly podcast. It is a podcast so cool that even Billy Madison is peeing his pants. <laughs> That's how cool this podcast is. It's so cool. We have zero people listening and watching right now. I know, right? Seth, where are you? Number one fan. You're not even here. Seth and Ethan are my two people that voted for Saturdays. I expect them uh, to be joining us shortly. They better be. Because we had one person voted for Friday. So those are our three votes. <laughs> How do we only have three votes for the people that follow us? God damn, well, we're the laziest followers. I, 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 there's That's part of the problem. I think. <laughs> the other thing is, I honestly, I did say on there, if you don't care, then don't worry about voting. So uh, maybe the rest of them, they just don't care when we go live because they'll just catch up on it later. They'll enjoy it on Spotify or YouTube or Apple Music. Right. Apple Music's been taken off. So again, um, we've gotten things kind of jumping again here since earlier today. So anyone that jumps on that listens to this podcast that has not listened before, welcome. And if you are new... We have two new subscribers as of today, so nice. welcome, welcome to you all. As you uh, get on there, feel free to leave comments. Um, I can go; I'll go through and read them and respond to them either in the comment section or here, um, yep. depending on what kind of intention your comment needs. <coughs> yeah, yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, I like do have. All right, so how's everything going in your neck of the beach? Uh, not too bad. Um, just working, training, and coaching. Nothing new. Same shit, different toilet. Same, same rasp. Is it a different toilet, or is it just the same toilet still? Did, uh, you, get a new t- did you get a new toilet? It's it's the same toilet, but I've been oh, you know, okay. detailing it every once in a while. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably wise. Yeah, and I mean, I like to think my voice is slowly coming back, so which is kind of well, nice. I'm glad you think that. That's good to keep a positive attitude <laughs> <laughs> so we had um, be stuck like this forever who knows yeah there's nothing wrong with that it'll just be the new the new you i hate it but <laughs> so we, we had a, a fun little deadlift session with um with nicole on that been monday yeah so which prompted a lot of not a lot. Some of my posts about um, some PP on the platform. Oh, the 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 Labrador. Yeah, I saw that. And then did you see the Beetlejuice one? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I hate Beetlejuice. I can't even tell you. Like, oh, my God. Like, I was never really afraid of a lot of things when I was a kid. Uh-huh. But that movie, I don't know what it was, but it's, it, like, hated it. Nightmares. Couldn't stand it. <laughs> so... She she had her little deadlift, um, her her one pull, and it was a, a pretty substantial amount that was released. So it wasn't just like a little piddle. It was like oh no, it was a yeah. full stream, full nice. stream, nice live stream through the shorts oh, and everything. Yeah, live streaming for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Jordan was our our favorite ghost client. Jordan was there. Nice. He's a and strong man now. <laughs> he is a strong man. He is a strong little man. He uh his his comment afterwards was wow looks like you need to drink some more water to be hydrated. 
So according to Jordan, her pee was too yellow on the platform. Oh, she, she needs a doctor needs now too. Doctor, Doctor Jordan, Doctor Ghost Doctor, Jordan, Doctor Ghost Jordan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a goofy kid! So anyway, that was that. That prompted a lot of uh, a lot of thoughts about accidents on the on the platform. It doesn't like I. I still have yet to like. It's not too common for guys. No, and and I've we did talk about that a few different times. So I think a lot of that has to do with um, basically the guy's body is designed to uh, shut that side of the urethra off. Oh yeah, totally. So I I don't know if that happens when you're pulling or if it's the fact that the length of the urethra in comparison. Or yeah. what the deal is. But anyway, it, it is definitely a more of a female problem. Yeah. I don't Especially think I've ever... kids. Because yeah. has the same problem. <laughs> yep. It, it is mostly it's they have the weakened uh, bladder sling and which causes that's uh that's Dr. Us talking and telling everyone the, oh. the f- physiology of um of what makes things happen. Science. What makes accidents happen. Science, yo. Yeah. And then we all have the uh, we've all been uh victims of the the open taint on a squat. Mm. <clears throat> like exposed very, from shorts blowing out or? Uh, just things sliding out. Oh, like whether, yeah, yeah, whether, yeah. Whether it just be air, <laughs> whether it just be air or whatnot that, that may come or from such. What have you. <laughs> or what have you from, from opening that, that wide open. So anyway, mm-hmm. that was a fun, that was a fun little Monday deadlift session. That was nice. That's dope. So I got her spray and a couple rags. I said, here you go. Clean nice. that up for me, please. <laughs> Clean that up for me, please, because I'm not touching it. <laughs> I don't mind it. seeing it's kind of fun. A lot of effort, but. I ain't touching it, though. Yeah, I'll do a lot of things for my clients, but cleaning that up. <laughs> <is one> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's very fair. So how's training? <clears throat> good, man. <clears throat> like super good. Um, no complaints whatsoever. It, Everything's increasing. Everything's feeling better, increasing. feeling better. Oh yeah. Um, I'll have a little bit of like biceps tendon pain in my shoulders after benching, but that's kind of just the new norm nowadays. Um, squats are going phenomenal. Can't complain whatsoever. Deads are moving. <clears throat> the speed's slowly coming back, and they're pain free, which is probably the most exciting part. So, right. I'm hoping by the end of April, the goal is to hit. 500 for a double on bench, um, hit 650 for a single or double on the SSB. And honestly, if I just get back to six on deads, I'd be stoked about it. So I feel like that'll kind of set the pace for a good offseason rolling into an in-season. The goal is to compete in October. So, Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, you ha- you have one in October. You're looking at, or you just yeah. One so that's... the the WRPF is hosting one at a here at a love is at a gym called Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> well, good good news is that they probably they probably won't have trouble finding people to spot. Uh, no, it'll be dudes everywhere. But uh, it's actually it, it's a pretty sick gym though, minus the name. It's um. <laughs> it's a little bit of powerlifting, but it's mainly strongmen, and the, the owner and his son do uh, professional arm wrestling. So there's like, oh. <clears throat> yeah. So the outside would be like Jack's playground. They, they have everything. They have like a uh, uh, the mock with death. They have stones. They have uh, a thousand pound oak. 
They got like 800 pound tires. Like they literally have everything. It's the coolest. It's the only downside, I think, in my opinion, is everything's outside. So right. if it's cold, you're dealing with it. If it's hot, you're dealing with it. Um, and I think all the warm-up area is going to be outside as well. So I'm hoping the conditions in October aren't going to be too gnarly. So is this the um, – oh, what is that one called? Is this like their main their main event that they're doing? For the WRPF? In October? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a main one. I don't know if it's a qualifier or anything. It's just kind of a – just a meet. Oh, okay. I just wasn't yeah. sure because the 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 main the main dude is out there by where you're at. Well, um so my buddy they, Ryan was the right. chair. He's, yeah, he's not doing it anymore. So um I have I don't know who the new guy is, so I'm kinda hoping this one will be at least a qualifier for some. I'll look into it after. I think, It'd be nice to get like nationals or something. I believe most of their, I think most of their amateur events right now are qualifiers. That'd be dope because um, judging how everything's going in the off season right now, I'm, I have a real good chance of either hitting two thousand or just underneath it. <clears throat> right, and I just, I don't know what their numbers. I think that's what uh, Selena had talked about when we had her on. Was yeah. their numbers kind of vary from season to season? And what is it? What the qualifying numbers for weight class are going to be? But. I wonder if it's going to be like off the dot score, if it's going to be a total. So hopefully. I think, they do it, I think they do it off a total per weight class. Yeah. That qualifies you. So if you're in the, what, 305s or if you're in the or, 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 or if yeah. you're super heavy, <laughs> then you have a qualifying total that would yeah. that would get you into the, be able to do the national events. Because um, I know by October I should be down by, down to 295. 300 pounds <clears throat> so that'll be, hopefully change things it'll be skin and bones by then i know right shit i'm gonna wither away Jeez. cutting down to 300 pounds jesus <laughs> yeah we have um so depending on how the one in north dakota goes the uspa event out there yeah and how the girls feel after that. They do have the WRPF did announce one in August, which oh. is a little bit of a quick turnaround, but I figured a week or two off. And then that gives a six or seven week kind of reset into it, which is not ideal. But I was like, if you guys want platform time, it's a good way to get platform time. Yeah, true. And it's probably, I, I'm guessing for them, it's going to be enough time in between um, that they should be able to, they may not be able to make much as far as increases go, but we can make adjustments. And so if there's anything that, that needs to be fixed, we can fix them. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're still new, so they're not going to have all the, the dings and damages on the spine. So they should be right. just fine. I mean, just yeah. the general fatigue and tired and muscle soreness. Yeah. It should all, be all right. That, that should all pass. Oh yeah. Oh, and then, um, so speaking of, deadlifts came up so my 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 deadlift video that i posted um i shared it to my my personal one as well and i got like the dumbest comment really one of the dumbest comments i've ever got and it just it just really bothered me just because (laughs) of how to so anyway so it's you know 585 for five the top of the fifth one i dropped the bar because i'm done i'm exhausted It's yeah. like, hell yeah, I got it done. And you just drop it, right? Yeah. It's, it's a fifth rep. So this, uh, let me see if I get 
he's the guy says, and I don't know if his wording was not what he was wanting it to be or what. Yeah. But dude says, I I was good with you until you dropped it on the last and most important rep. So you would like, troll now. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, so the, you you're you're good with me. You were good with me up until that, and now all of a sudden, like I'm some shithead human being. Oh, because you're you're still. So I just simply replied. I was like, "Well, the good thing I don't live or die by what your thoughts of me are." So. Yeah, good thing I don't give a fuck about who you are. Right, right. <laughs> it's a bothersome God. thing. It's like, why would why would you even say anything like that? One, you don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, it's not even regardless of the comment. It's the fact that someone went out of their way to talk shit right. about their dead about your deadlift. Right. I'm like, it's a decent deadlift. It's nothing like, like there, definitely there's way better ones. I mean, it was is one, it a person yeah. that can do 585 for five or is it just uh, someone that's talking shit? No, nah, some bodybuilder out of Denver that, uh, oh. that who knows, you know, it's like, yeah, if I'm, if I'm doing 10 reps for bodybuilding purposes, then yes, control every single one of them. But I'm also doing yeah. a much lighter weight. Yeah. But like if you're doing like a heavy top set and you want a celebratory dropping of the weight, mm-hmm. then go for it. I mean, you read I mean, it's your platform. It's your gym. Like, right. Whoever like, like, the fuck you want, throw the wall after if you want. Who cares? <laughs> I just am like the, the <coughs> nerve of somebody to think that my whole set is diminished because I dropped it oh, on the fifth God. one. Just, yeah, because we need to we need to do everything by judging standards twenty four seven. Like, yeah, what yeah, a butt definitely. Plug. Yeah, I was not doing a one rep max where I wanted it to count for a meet. Just hey, oh, there's our there's our siren, our San San Diego siren. Oh, someone's dying. <laughs> Love it. It's, it's probably not COVID anymore though. No, it's not. Uh, um, COVID or racist, so who knows? It must be uh, out there. It's probably it's probably cocaine overdose. Oh, fentanyl, love it. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we should get into um, kind of the introductions and everything. The um, so, like it says on the screen, if you're if you're watching, it says on the screen, my name is Craig Bird. I am coming to you from Monument Fitness in Grand Junction, Colorado. That is the western slope of Colorado. And with me, as always, on my side here is none other than Faster Baby. <laughs> you you want to tell him your name or not? Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, <laughs> my, my name is Al Guy. <laughs> you just bobbing your head, just completely oblivious to the I'm world around you. Yeah. Are... <laughs> so, welcome everyone. Anyone who's on right now, again, welcome. Anyone who listens later, we appreciate you guys being here. Um, if you're ever in the Grand Junction area, uh, Western Colorado area, make sure you get a hold of me. You can get a hold of me and the show and the website, anything by searching Lifting Ugly at Lifting underscore Ugly on Instagram. Get a hold of us there. Send me a message. I would love to have you check out our gym here at Monument Fitness. And you can go to monumentfitness.com or at monument.fitness on Instagram. It's a killer gym, there. people. It's, it's splendid here. I love it. I You'll hear me bitch about it, but that's just because it's as the person who has to clean and manage and stuff like that. So 
That's where my bitching comes from, not from the jokes. No, I, I don't miss that. Cleaning yeah, the muddy tracks every Sunday from the same two fucking people that can't get it into their head that we don't want mud in the gym. So I did cancel a membership this week because... Oh, no way. Yeah, slightly because of that. I mean, so I I had a, I had a green neon sign where I had, please check your shoes. Nice. I, like, I wasn't even being a dickhead about it. Just check yep. your shoes. If you have muddy shoes, if you have dirty shoes, take them off. Yep. Kept having tracks. So I was like, well, maybe the black ink and the green sign just kind of blends in. So I put it on a white paper. People seem to notice it more. Mm. I, could, I let I left here at like seven o'clock one night, came in, was here at 4:30, and there's just mud tracks all through the main room. I look in the second room and I'm like, okay, well, maybe they realized they were leaving tracks and they took their shoes off. And I'm kind of saying this out loud. And a guy comes walking through the back and he's like, Nope, it's all in the back. I mean, it was the back was a disaster, it's just mud tracks uh, everywhere. Like, like how do just you like, live with that? I don't, and they're not even tracks that's like chunks of mud left behind. Oh, like oh my god. Like, how do you and see I'm that like, walking through and you're like, oh wait, maybe I should grab a broom or change my fucking shoes? Yeah. So anyway, so I looked uh, there was only like three people that had checked in in between the time I left and the time I got there. So it was easy to kind of go back on the camera, see who it was, saw who it was that checked in. They like wiped their feet, tried to wipe their feet. And there's big, you know, mud shoe prints on the carpet. So I'm like, okay, yeah. well, that's the guy. That's the guy. Other problem. Somebody came in with him. Oh. So, so my first text to him was like, Hey, who was it that came with you to the gym yesterday? And I haven't even gotten to the mud part because he he never responded. Oh, so I so gave him someone that wasn't a member. Right. So I gave him 24 hours to respond to try and tell me yeah. that part. And then I can notify him about the mud. Hey, if you do this again with the mud, you don't check your shoes. You don't take that shit off. I'm going to charge your account because I'm not spending hours every day cleaning this shit up. I didn't get yeah. that far. He didn't respond about that. So I'm like, well, if you're stealing service from me, then guess what? I don't need that anyway. So. That's Bye, like two, two strikes and one entrance into the gym. So I, I felt a little bit, you know, of kind of a satisfaction. Did you get power hungry, Craig? I do you feel what it's like to be a, a, a leader now or a, a, yeah. a fearless dictatorship leader. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to like, now I'm like everyone, like I have my, my trigger finger on the mouse ready oh, for anyone yeah. that cross. Ready for anyone that crosses me. It's like, oh, cancel. Oh, DM. cancel. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So that part sucks and deal with that. And I have to do extra cleaning on that, you know, because it was snowy and wet and stuff like that here this week. And so has, some of it is bound to happen, but to just yeah, but like, be conscious about it. Like, you know, you're going to drag that shit everywhere. Well, and if you're in shoes and you are walking through muddy areas, you probably don't want to wear those shoes inside of anywhere. Or like wear them to the door, take them off, mm -hmm. put on a different pair of shoes, and then put on those shoes when you get back to your car. Yeah. If you want muddy shoes hard. in your car, then do it that way. It's not rocket surgery. It is not rocket surgery because rocket surgery is much more difficult to understand. It'd be so hard. <laughs> Shout out to all those rocket surgeons out there. Yeah. Brain scientists. <laughs> Brain science. 
It's all about that brain science. <laughs> all right, as we go into today's episode, we would like to have everyone go visit Pioneer Lifting Belts at generalleathercraft.com. Pioneer Lifting Belts are the benchmark, the gold standard, mm. the... What else? What other kind of descriptive oh, words just, can we use? It's absolute baseline. It's gold standard. It is the best fucking lifting belt you could buy, in my opinion. The bee's knees, it. even? The bee's knees. The cat's the pajamas. Yeah. Cat's pajamas. Mm-hmm. And you can, just, our... you can customize it however you want. Right? Oh, Ethan, they... cream of the crop right there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Nice so, chime in, dog. <laughs> that, that's a, I, yeah, cream of the crop. That is a good description for him as well. Um, so anyone listening that doesn't know about Pioneer Lifting Belts, make sure you go visit them at generalleathercraft.com. You can get them customized any way that you want. You can get they will put anything on there that you want. They make that, they make those belts. Let's see, what have I seen? Like a like a snake scales pattern, sparkly. Well, they got snake skin, you? they got leather, they got suede. They got like the um, the printing design. If you want to throw like a picture on there, like oh, right, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, these whatever guys have got want. it. These guys have got it to be able to mm-hmm. do it for you. Super and cool to work with. Service. Oh, amazing. Yep. Easy to work with. Um, so make sure you visit generalleathercraft.com. Not just for lifting belts, lifting straps, knee wraps, wrist wraps, um, soon to be knee sleeves, elbow sleeves. They have golf club covers. They have wallets. dog collars, wallets. You know, like it says, they're general leather craft. So for general all your leather general craft. leather craft needs, general leather Shout craft. Out to yep. For getting getting down doing those uh business to business walk-in sales of belts back in the back in the day. Oh yeah. Back when I was a lad, back in Ooh. when I was just a, a young baby. He was starting a young Sprite, a young Sprite. (laughs) All right. So again, you can visit me and the show at lifting underscore ugly or search lifting ugly pretty much anywhere. And I try to have a page of some kind anywhere you could possibly be. Alki here. You can get a hold of him. If you are not already connected to his cyber terrorist network, you can get a hold of him on his non terrorist network at Pico underscore powerlifting which is belly button powerlifting is that correct translation yeah in the, in the hawaiian culture the belly button is the most important part of your body so it is where all the nutrients uh, are received mm-hmm. it is a very important part and it's also very important for lifting right keep that tummy and, tight and so go to pico powerlifting and you can see videos of Alki here's belly button as he benches pretty regularly. Yep. Yep. Belly and if baby. you are, yep, if you are a part of his cyber terrorist network, then you can see all that on his bellies out benching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be my favorite name right now. I do like the bellies out benching. Yeah. That is one of the best. The Pico, the belly button one is pretty good. I like to just think belly button powerlifting. I think belly mm-hmm. button powerlifting is a great name as well. <laughs> it is. I like I think the next belt I'm going to buy is going to have uh something along the lines of that on it. If you did a bellies out benching or just bellies out. Yeah. I think that would be sounds good. 
Anyway, that anyway. would be that would be the bee's knees. Next paycheck, bee's knees. Next paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, for any graphic needs, uh, computer graphics, art, anything like that, go ahead and visit our man Zon. Zontopia.com at Zontopia to visit all of his various things he does. If you would like to be a monthly subscriber and donate to our cause here at Lifting Ugly, you can do so at patreon.com backslash lifting ugly. We do have different tiers and levels for you to join depending on your dedication to us and our, can I call it a craft? Is this a craft? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, our craft. <laughs> it's cra- it's craft like macaroni and cheese is craft. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so if you'd like, you can do so. Monthly subscriptions at patreon.com. Also, you can make one-time donations as well as visit our store at liftingugly.com. As I did post in the stories yesterday, mm-hmm. I do have two. I have two shirts. One has been one has been put out there before. That's not going to be a surprise. The other one is a little bit different. So but I got got to preface all this. And so I have some questions first <coughs> for you. Okay. Can you name me three Mister Olympia winners? Uh, Jay Cutler, Dorian Yates, and Ronnie Coleman. Okay. It's not it's pretty easy, right? Yeah. Okay, so my next question. Can you name me one all natural Mr. Olympia winner? No. <laughs> question two or three. Two according on that that line of questioning. Did you know that there is an all natural Mr. Olympia competition? Um that's like watching the USAPL. Who cares? <laughs> right. So Point being, <laughs> whether or not you are natural or not, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. People want to see. So, okay. So, since a lot of what we deal with is goes into the powerlifting world, yeah. Who holds the world record for tested bench? My God, um, single ply is Blaine Sumner. Uh, this, God, what is his name? Nah, no, um, there's one guy who sits at like the 180s who has a 550 bench right now, which is absolutely batshit insane. And he's an um, all natural test, tested yeah. competitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then, much easier. And then squats, question. you got Ray Williams. Much easier question for you. Who holds the bench record for classic or for, for raw? Uh oh my god. Right now you got John Hack who's at 200 pounds. He just benched six. But what about Julius? Oh my god, yeah. I mean Julius Maddox, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um no I, was, no, I was thinking like pound for pound, but yeah. Um oh okay. Yeah, so you got John Hack who's 200 pounds benching six, and then you got Julius who's an absolute fucking monster who's gonna bench eight. And there's a guy in um He's either Armenian or Pakistani, but he's, I think he's going to bench eight before Julius does. His name is Daniel Zamani, and he just benched 793, and it was a smoke show. Damn. Yeah. The dude looks like a caveman, but. 
So <laughs> they blew 793 <laughs> off his chest. It was crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. Point being, everyone wants to see freak shit happen. Yeah. Freak weights, freak physiques. That's what the people... super monsters. Yeah. Was that the mass yeah, monsters? Yeah. That's what people want. So mm-hmm. you can do that and be natural. That's fine. But if you're competing in the open, you're, you're, you know, you're doing that much better. Second part of that, nobody cares and nobody wants to hear about it. No. Which brings us to the official, what is going to be the official launch of the All Natty Light. I can't wait to buy that shirt. (laughs) And then on the back, it does have the Lifting Ugly logo. uh, Yeah. The stack, the one like on the hat. Um, So All Natty Light for those of us and those of you, one who either, even if you are a natty competitor and you're tired of hearing everyone just tout that as like makes them a big shot, Mm -hmm. you can do the All Natty Light for some of us. We're all natty, kind of. I mean, or Some from a time. satirical standpoint, and you're not natty ever, and you yeah, want to wear right. it to get a to get a ha ha out of your friends because they know you're not natty. Yeah, and it would be the other would be like, uh, I'm twenty percent natty. Yep. There's there's Toss things I do. Natty. There's things I do that are are that are all natural that I would put into that category. So yeah. I am all natty light. So if you'd like your all Natty Light t-shirt, you can go to LiftingUgly.com and you can check it out there. Um, they do sizes sizes from extra small, which I don't think I've Wild. sold one extra small shirt yet, all the way up to 5X. Holy Moses. Which is awesome. That's badass. The next, okay, next one. I was talking to Keenan earlier this week. Okay. So this is kind of along the same line. I was talking to Keenan earlier this week. He was talking me about a shirt, his favorite shirt when he was in high school that he wore everywhere. And he didn't oh, even realize it. Ball. <laughs> yeah. So I took that. He's like, if you did a shirt like that, it'd be awesome. I did change it slightly um, because the one yeah. the one he had said, die big, die young, Diana Ball. Diana Ball. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't really want to like put die young on there because it's kind no. of a little fucked up. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So for anyone that wants this, this is on our monumental powerlifting logo on the front. And so, but don't let that scare you away. We're more than happy to have you represent monumental powerlifting. I mean, it's a sweet logo. All all are welcome. I mean, I, you know, if if you want to represent monumental powerlifting, it's, it is a pretty sweet logo. I don't have that logo loaded up, but you can go to the website and you can check out the monumental powerlifting gear, which under that tab, you will find the new die big, die strong, die. Hey, I'm gonna buy that too. That's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's so tight. And so, and I can give a brief description of kind of what our our mighty metal powerlifting. Um, actually, hold on. I have, I have my sweatshirt here. I can nice. knock o- knock over some stuff while I show everyone the the black and white logo. There she yeah. is, the OG. Yeah. The monumental powerlifting. Oh, uh, there we go. I love that. So that's on the front, but in the color color version. And then, uh, yeah, die die big, die strong, Diana Ball. Mm-hmm. I love that. In, inspired by the most no. cuddly, most cuddly of people, Keenan. <coughs> A very cuddly human being he is. Yep. 
All right. So make sure you guys go to liftingugly.com. You can check that out. Um, hats, other, we have all kinds of other shirts on there, uh, shorts and other stuff there. You can get a flag for your gym, mm -hmm. lifting ugly flag. Um, cool shit. So make sure you just go check it out there. Oh yeah. You can also do the one-time donations to help us support us on the podcast. You can also get online coaching. If that's something that you're looking at and want to kind of have interest in, if you have questions about it, you can hit up either one of us. We'd be more than happy to answer your questions. Um, but those can be those can be purchased through the website as well uh, for the different uh, different thingamajiggies there. Also, that brings us to this week's face of the week winner. Ooh. I did not post a contest up. I was say, I didn't see anything, so I'm excited to see uh, what we got. Um, the problem being, you as you stated earlier. We have lazy followers. We do. And so I think what happens is they just expect that everyone else is going to step in and fill the role. And so it kind of goes by the wayside. It's not hard. Just hit, screenshot your video and send it on Instagram. <laughs> I know. So even if you've submitted before, feel free to submit again. But we did have the one submission. And so that submission... Obviously wins. And that would be <coughs> Lisa Marie. There's her face. Nice. Deadlift pole. Nice. So and like that's that's a, like a happy one. Yeah, it's kind of a smile slash strain. Yeah. The, I mean, the guy like, spotting her in the back does I don't know if he's looking at her ass or is just none concerned with with spotting her. Um, the, the dude to like her seven o'clock almost has like a concerned face on him. The little boy, no, the guy next to him. Oh, the, yeah, it's kind of a kind of an odd looking fellow back there. On the he corner. Is an odd -looking fellow. So, if anyone wants to check out anything else that she has, you can check out Lisa at trainer Lisa Marie on Instagram. Hey, tell me, quit whispering, we got a show going on here. Yeah. <laughs> now with those shenanigans over there. <laughs> yeah, cut that shit out. <laughs> we got work to do here. You think this is all fun and games? This is serious business. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so again, um, anyone who listens, new listeners, old listeners, make sure you send in screenshots of your lifting face, the best lifting face that you can find. Send it to at lifting underscore ugly. Um, and that way we can have more competitive contests in the future as we've yeah. had in the past. And we all enjoy it. It's fun to look at. It's fun to kind of compare how we it all is. do those. You don't have to be a, it doesn't have to be a new one, an old one from a while ago. It can be right. Scroll more. scroll through scroll through your, oh, your yeah. oldies. Your let us know what you got. Plus, most likely, we won't even know if it's old or not. No. Because no. we because we probably don't really know you that well to know no. better. Not at all. And then to be honest, even if we did know you, we don't care. Just send us cool shit. <laughs> yeah. Cool shit. That's what we want to see. <coughs> so it's just, you may get just, a shirt out of it. Just grind. That's right. Grind it out. Just, you know, just mm. gnarly. We want that. Yeah, extra points for P. 
Extra points for tinkling on the mat. Yep. Women, women get uh, a little bonus. Yep. For not being self-conscious and being willing to show themselves and maybe not the most attractive of situations that is much appreciated and we do enjoy seeing it and to some of us it is not an unattractive situation so that one (laughs) so the uh one the one wrpf official in denver um jesse i think he won face face of the week a couple weeks ago he did comment he commented on the the one post i had about uh peeing on the platform yeah and his comment was it was kind of hot (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i agree jesse but very a, much so he's, he's he's not lying <laughs> there's there there is something about it that is i think it's i think it's the effort that gets put in that makes it uh it's it's the fact that you kind of happen you don't care and you're just gonna push right. through it anyway you oh, just let yeah. it go be because pulling the rep is more important than than controlling your your bladder yeah no let it fly yeah. So what's the male equivalent then? Like popping a blood vessel in the eye or I'm trying to think what what pants. would be <laughs> Yeah, but that's just I mean that's just gross, like regardless. It's, it's poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> so like I mean that's yeah, that's a lot of strain, but that's almost like all right, that's a you just lost lost points there with that one. Yeah. I mean yeah. in Guys and girls, I mean, they'll they'll blow some air out on a on a nice open squat. What if what they like pass out or something? Yeah, I mean, not that we want you guys to promote fucking passing yeah, out. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, squatting, yeah. <laughs> if it happens, shoot it our way. <laughs> I think some of the best faces, and I mean, this is men and women. I don't know that there is a male equivalent, just because we're not as cool as women are. We don't get we don't get the we just don't have those bonus points available to us. Um, but I think the best faces come when is when you black out while you're lifting. Ooh, things, where <laughs> yeah, when everything goes off, but the weight's still moving, and you're like, "I'm fucking yep. going," and you just yep. keep pushing through. I think that's you where the best the faces come from. Right, and then you watch the video, and you're like, "Oh, that moved pretty good." And you're like, "Holy shit, where did that face come from?" Yeah. Also, who did that pull? Because I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Like I checked out a few minutes ago. I don't know what happened yep. over there. <laughs> or you'd be like Alki here. What is you? You burst a blood vessel in your throat. Um, that six hundred double that I did. Yeah, a few um, times. I popped all the capillaries in my throat and uh, and my lungs, and then got a nice little bur- uh, pop blood uh, vessel in my eyeball. That was the one that that was like the actual bleeder, wasn't it? The one in your eye. Oh yeah, and then that was the same time I split my lip too and started bleeding right. out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and so Thought what Alki learned that, what what he learned that day was that he needed to get a mouth guard. Um and brace properly and not being so fat and uh yeah, it's a couple things. trend so you can't breathe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just just level it off right before you get to that point. Yeah, 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 and all all is well at that point. Um, have you had much issues with like with blood vessels bursting since you've had the mouth guard? Uh, my bracing is one hundred percent on point. Even at the meet, I didn't have any in my eyeballs. I, I had no issues with my my lungs, like nothing. 
I was actually kind of disappointed. I was hoping I was going to walk away with like a, a nice boo-boo kitty in my eyeball. Just all sorts of war, all sorts of war wounds. Yeah, it's nice to walk away with the, from the meat to have that, you know. Yeah, you you came out clean. I did. So I'm hoping in October I'll uh, have some nice ones. Some stories to tell. Oh yeah, many stories. Got to have those good stories to tell mm-hmm. after those. Otherwise, did it really even happen? Uh, what what proof do you have? Instagram. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> it was posted online. It happened. Yeah, you can't fake that shit. No. I think you knocked your microphone. You got a little quiet. Oh. Hello. In in your uh, in your pounding of the table. Sorry. I, I got <laughs> so excited. It's. I'm so excited. Yeah. All right. So I guess we should we should uh, at least dabble in the topic of the week. Let me open so this one, notes. this is one that was commented, Seth, who usually joins us live and voted today. that, yeah, voted that we do Saturday so that he could listen and watch live and yet he's not here. <laughs> so, yep. but still he commented this topic uh, a few episodes ago and I kind of missed it. So, but that's okay. It gives us gives us something to work with today. Yep. Which would be the difference between different season or on off season peaking. Um, which at first I was like, man, how do we even how do you even approach that subject? Like, what what is the difference? Um, but then I, I I I was able to figure some things out as I thought about it more. So it helped me to kind of yeah develop develop um, kind of a, a path for totally. off-season type of work. Um, so, yeah, so in your in your eyes, what do you see, what are the, what's the, what are the big differences between an off-season peak? Well, okay, I guess to, to first explain to anyone who may not be um, a competitor of any kind, because uh, there is, there's, in bodybuilding as well, there's peaking, strongman, there's peaking, powerlifting, there's peaking. So any strength sport, you have a peaking period. Uh, that you want to that you that you go through um so that's what we're talking about when we're talking about peaking so when it comes to on season peaking or let's say what are what or what what would you say is the biggest difference between off season peaking and on season peaking um I'd say off season in general, before you even get to the peak, it's a nice accumulation period. So that's when you're getting your volume done, you're getting your hypertrophy work done. So the muscle building, um, it's a good chance for me at least. It's a good chance to use specialty bars. Um, so like for squats, you got the SSB, you got the camber bar, <clears throat> you got a buffalo bar. Um, for deadlifts, you can use a stiff bar. Um, if you don't generally pull with one. Um, if you're benching, you use the buffalo bar, bamboo bar, tsunami bar, blah, blah, blah. Basically, it's a time for you to capitalize on weaknesses that need to be addressed before you go into the end season. So a nice volume block of like, you know, that's when you're getting your, you know, five sets of six, your six sets of six, your five sets of seven, that kind of shit. Um, 
leading to like a nice like muscle building block. So generally the accepted work will change to like sets of eight to sets of 10 shorter rest periods. Um, and then leading into an actual peak. I generally don't like to do singles when I hit like the off season peak, I like to hit like a good double or triple just to kind of see where that work is kind of accumulated to. So when you go into an actual peak for the in season, you kind of have a nice gauge of where you're going to be sitting at. So your off season off season peaking is, I mean, I know people will do. I mean, people will do singles, you know, for their. Oh, totally! No, no, no! I'm not saying singles are wrong. I'm just saying right. I like I like the thought of hitting a heavy double or triple. Right. So that when you switch over to, let's say you know the squat bar from a SSB, you can kind of gauge what your first starting block should look like yeah right um because yeah it's just it's more of a so your off-season peaking tends to more be more to be a gauge into the programming for your on-season yeah yeah the actual strength portion right so you're 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 peaking at that point to give you your numbers that you're going to work with from there um now on-season peaking is a very delicate process. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the very, the very, the, the very slightest things can really throw off a peak. I mean, it could be, yeah. uh, you know, stress, sleep, uh, food, into any. If you, if you're traveling to your meet that you're doing, all those things can affect your your peak there. Yeah. But obvious. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Okay, you're you're peaking. Your on season peaking comes down to you want to be the strongest and most well rested yep. when you hit when you hit your meat day yep. uh, bodybuilding bodybuilding you want to hit your driest um fullest point day of the show um, yep and now to get there is a much more complicated process than that we're yep. not going to dive into that because that's yep. what you pay people for exactly. and it's and it's not the same for everyone mm-hmm. that's the that's the biggest thing is I can't. Absolutely. I'm not. I'm not going to give you coaching advice on how to develop your peak because your peaking is going to be different than my clients' peaking. Than my peaking oh, absolutely, yeah, exactly. Everyone else's. So it's just kind of the getting, fun part of it, right? That's for for as a coach, that should be the fun part. Yep. Um, is to is to get stuff, is to be able to to give advice and and to have people work on the things that they need to work on to help them get mm-hmm. better. Um, and and not everyone is the same, and that's the the great part about it. So if you are a client and you are receiving kind of side note, if you are receiving the same information as every other client that that person has, um, just kind of be wary. Um, And if it doesn't work for you, then try and get some adjustments made. Um, Just because every person is so different that the same routine is not going to work for every single person. Um, And your your main movements are probably all going to be the same. I mean, that's pretty standard, you know. You're doing a, a this by this on squats, and then you're doing this. But then your accessory movements to help build mm-hmm. on those main movements yeah. is where a lot of, at least where I put a lot of my adjustments, is, oh, yeah. is, yeah. is what, the, what the accessory movements are to help with any deficiencies that could be yeah. taking place. But off-season peaking, is, there's, is, there's a lot more room to kind of play. Right. Well, because you're, you know, you're X amount of weeks or months out from the meet. So <clears throat> your margin of error can be 
I mean, it's it's smaller because you have so much time to actually capitalize on something that needs to be capitalized on. So, like, if you're, let's say you're, you know, you have a shitty lift that day, but you're fucking three months out or four months out, and you're, it's really not that big of a deal. Of course, when it's crunch time and you're a month out and you have a shitty lift or your peak didn't go as planned, then things kind of get a little sketchy. But the um, capitalizing on what you were saying before about the – um, how the offseason can be different for everybody. Like, if you're working with a bigger dude, your volume definitely needs to be adjusted because you can't expect to do five sets of seven with a minute and a half break with a, you know, with... If you want the recovery to be right, you need to make sure your cardiovascular is on point. So mainly with big guys, me especially, if you're not having them some do some sort of cardio portion, so like how Josh was having me do the... Uh, the pre-fatigue deads where I would hit um, front squats, uh, sled drags, and farmer's carries before the deads, their recovery ultimately is going to be shittier because if their cardiovascular is bad, their their recovery outside of the gym is going to be bad, which is going to translate to a poor response to volume inside of the gym. So when I first start off, it's kind of nice to do like, uh, instead of doing five sets of seven or six sets of six or whatever, um, if you span it out and do like 11 sets of three, 10 sets of four, um, 15 sets of two, and with shorter rest periods, you can kind of get them slowly acclimated to that uh, that like that wow. six by six tempo. Because it's kind of hard, and, and especially when it comes to like actual form breakdown, I notice that things start to get wonky after you hit the, f- let's say you're on the fourth set and you get to like rep three or four and form starts breaking down your body's going to start to remember that crappy form because you're going to have more reps of that after the fatigue starts setting in. So if you start hitting that, like those clean sets of three, but you're hitting just a minute rest in between, not only are you getting your cardiovascular in, you're also getting a chance to actually keep the form nice and proper. Right. And then obviously with your secondary movements, that's when you can start playing with a little bit of volume. So I have a secondary bench day always. So my main bench day will always be, um, competitive style pause always and then the secondary day could be uh, it could be spotto it could be close grip it can be floor press it can be um incline it could be overhead um right now we're doing a pause off the chest way up so kind of like a reverse so we're coming down and pausing on the way up and moving um and those are always for sets of four or five so the off season is a nice way to like i said build that accumulation of building a certain weight so you can hit X amount of reps with X amount of weight when you get to the end season and to capitalize on any muscle building efficiencies that you need. So if you're lacking, um, like with your glute development, you can do like the rope pull throughs, you can do rack pulls, you can do goblet squats. You know what I mean? Like all the things, that's why I like the off season. It's so much fun. You have so much room to play and you can figure out where your client sucks and where they shine and capitalize on all of it, which is a hell of a lot of fun in my opinion. Well, and you're not you're not spending half of your workout on your main movement. No, not at all. Like you get to actually. That's why like the muscle building phase is fun because you can just hammer them with accessory work, mm-hmm. and they can have a lot more fun with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So for anyone, so the the curiosity, if there's a curiosity, or just so anyone knows, so if you're working with a coach, which if you're getting ready for a competition of any kind, you should be working with a coach. Um, you, yep. you're not you're and you're like okay well you know i want to do this pat this meet and then you're in this you're in this on-season training 
when you go off season and he gives you another program, don't be shocked and don't wonder why it's so different is because yep. your work, your workout needs to be different because you're, you're using different or building different things. And then like we we're saying, your, your peak's going to be different and don't expect your off season peak numbers to be what your in season peak numbers were. No, you're not going to hit, you're not going to hit meat. You're most likely not going to hit meat numbers during your off season peaking unless you're yeah <clears throat> new newer people are obviously gonna have an easier time i mean if it's their first making years those, of powerlifting totally you're gonna make those yeah you get those big those yeah. big growth growth periods yeah. um the rest of us like if you can hit your your meat number during an off-season mm-hmm. peak then you had an amazing off-season well and you're completely on track or that's why right. i like you know the doubles or triples because if you can get them to hit a rep pr Right. To me, that speaks more volume and that speaks a lot more towards an actual one rep max. So I, if I can hit like a heavy, like you hit your, <clears throat> your comp number or let's say five kilos underneath that and you hit that for a double or triple, to me, that's right. a hell of a lot more exciting because you're sending them on track for an even bigger number because that accumulation period is actually paid off. The volume is paid off. Right. You know, so like hitting, so that's why... By the end of you know April, I'd like to hit a nasty double on the SSP, you know, because right. that's to me that's indicative of a good straight bar squat. You know, if I can hit six fifty for a double on the SSP, that means I am going to smoke show seven hundred on a straight bar. Because right. for me, like that's that's my inner, you know, like that next amount of number here is going to correlate to the next amount of number here. Right and. If you can, so if, if you're gauging it off of, if you're gauging it off of a previous meet number, if, mm-hmm. if that's what your gauge is, yeah, if you're able to pull two at whatever your meet number was, yep. then obviously you're farther along than you were at your meet. Oh, and you're doing great. It you, almost means even, you should kind of just taper it back just a little bit. Right. And so then, then like I said, like we were saying, if whatever your off season numbers are, mm-hmm. You know, that's not, you're not living or dying by those numbers. And it's hard no. not to be dis- discouraged sometimes if that, if the lift doesn't go your way, but yeah. that gives a coach the the numbers to work off of. Absolutely. So I had a client that had a couple that had a bad movement during our last peak to be able to kind of gauge the numbers going forward. Yeah. And then, then we went into the working you know, the following week and the squats were just flying. Yep. So now I'll just have to adjust. I'll have to adjust the weight because obviously there was a bad day. Yep. And so things didn't move as quickly, but you know, it goes from, Oh, I I can't believe I only squatted that. That's such bullshit. Uh, Okay. Relax. (laughs) It's really, it's not the end of the world guys. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. It's like, I'm just, I just need a number to work with. Yep. Your coach, your coach just needs numbers to work with. Yep. And so you get, that's what your off season peak is for is to give them something to work with to yeah. help you be that much better for your in season peak. Mm-hmm. So what you can use a nice little tool, um, it's called the Prilipins chart. So it's kind of, uh, it's a nice way to gauge how many reps at a certain percent is going to get you to a certain number here. So like I was talking about the SSB, right? Um, it's also a good way to gauge how you should hit your numbers in the beginning of the off season. So I am a firm 
believer that you should never go into the offseason using the numbers that you hit at the meet right. ever because that's not going to create a sustainable environment for training. There's going to be a lot more room for error. There's going to be Injuries. a lot more failed days. So anybody that's listening that's trying to go into an offseason right after you hit a meet, get off your fucking high horse about using the numbers that you hit at the meet that you did a month ago. Your body's not going to be able to do it right away. So do yourself a favor and shave 20 to 30 pounds off of each. Or if you want to hit like 93% of the numbers that you hit, you're going to give yourself a lot more room to rebuild, revamp, and there's going to be a lot more days where you're going to have success. And that's kind of what we're after in the off season. Well, Allow you gotta, yourself you, to have good training days. Right. You humble yourself going into it or else you're totally. going to get humble or else you're going to get humbled in a way that is really frustrating. Oh yeah. Or you're going to be at hurt or your recovery right. is going to be dog shit or you're going to overtrain consistently. And like you had at that point, folks, you're just backtracking. There's absolutely no point. You might as well just stop training that day. Right. Cause you're just going to ultimately it's just going to bite you in the ass. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's what your coaches are for. Yeah, to help, I mean, that, to help guide you through what your movements are. And guidance, move, always. If you're having mental hangups, and it's, if you have a coach, if you're having some mm -hmm. sort of hangup, some sort of question, why this? Why is this happening? Why? Talk to them about it. Because yep. if they're a good coach, which I, I'm hoping everyone listening here has a good coach, and if not, go find one. If they're a good coach, they can explain to you why they're having you do something why you're failing where you're, where you're failing yep. um help help you work through whatever mental hang-ups that you're that you're having at that time yep and so that way you can move forward and your next lift will be successful yep because as much as you as a client as you as the person doing the work wants those successful lifts i can guarantee you your coach wants you to see you have those successful lifts too oh 100 because i always like seeing when people hit those things i mean it, it makes me happy as well Yep. Just as happy as when I do it myself. Yep. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're you're allowing your lifters to have a good lift, hit a nice rep PR or PR, and it just really affirms you that what you are doing or what you're believing in does work. Right. Which is quite yeah. nice. It is. It's nice to get confirmation yep. one way as a coach, either directly from word of mouth or from seeing the result yep. of what you're putting them through. And yep. those are the, those are the best ways. I mean, obviously. When somebody tells you, man, this is great. I love what you're doing. I, I'm very happy with the progress I'm making. That means a lot. Mm -hmm. But we don't always get that. Sometimes our satisfaction of what we're doing has to come from watching the clients, yeah. you know, do their workouts and hit their numbers and, and mm -hmm. the progress that they make. And then that's how that's how we get our rocks off. Yeah. Well, also, don't be that dick and give your clients stuff that you wouldn't do yourself. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Just whether it's in season, whether it's off season, doesn't matter. Don't be giving them things unless like, you know what? Like, unless you can't do it, there's, I mean, time, unless, there's, I mean, yeah, but I'm trying to think of a situation where that could be applied. But even then, if something if someone like gives me something to do for the workouts, regardless if it sucks or not, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. But like, I'll give people an overhead <clears throat> press movement to do. I mean, that's though, different, though. Yeah, that's, that's, it's say, not that you don't so, want to. It's more no, of a, it's, hey, my fucking shoulder can't, can't do this. Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't physically perform that action Yeah, or else, believe me, I would do it. But that's mm -hmm. one of the first things I always tell people I work with, whether it's it's coaching for events 
or meets or whatever you want to call them, or whether it's just my average everyday client is I'm never going to ask you to do something here that I'm not willing to do myself. Because a lot of people, yep. they're like, they're like, oh, are you going to have me do burpees? And I'm like, no, I'm never going to have you do burpees. No. You know why? Because I'm never going to do them. And so why am yeah. I going to have you do something that I'm not willing to do on my own? No. <clears throat> Absolutely not. But that, that could be... That could be a whole nother segment for another day, mm -hmm. though. I mean, the, the deals with coaching could go, you know, that could go on for forever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't think we touched on this, but um, a good off season should definitely last between 10 to 12 weeks. Right. And, a good and that season we, should definitely last 10 to 12 weeks. Allow yeah. yourself to have more time, space out your meats so that your margin of error can be a lot bigger. You can, or, uh, uh, smaller, excuse me. So you can actually have more time to recuperate from things. You don't have to rush your prep. Mm -hmm. You can get through a nice 24 weeks before you hit your thing and look back and see that there was no errors, there's no rush, and you can enjoy the actual uh, the prep without any rushing feeling. Right. We've got – wait, was that a political statement? Oh, was it? <laughs> Did you say oh, without, a, oh, without a Russian God. feeling? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so you want you want all the and we we have talked about this before. You want all the proper time to recover, so you need to let your body recover. Give yep. yourself time to actually build because if you go meet to meet to meet, you're going to end up declining as you go along. Like we yep. and that's like we said earlier, if you're in the beginning stages, it's your first couple years of doing it. You, it allows you because you recover regardless. Yeah, and your 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 increases are a lot larger than people that have been doing it for a longer period of time. So you can increase 50, 60 pounds in between meets, whereas some of the rest of us were, you know, five pounds, 10 pounds yep. is, is what we're looking at. So yep. yeah, just make sure you give yourself the, those timings that you need um, mm -hmm. in between your peaking periods and your off season going into your, your actual training for, for the meet. Um, the only exception I can think of like, is if you're in the in-season again and you need to bump up your volume because you're burning out faster, then yeah. the accessory work should definitely be picked up to, you know, sets of 12 to 15, um, 10 to 12, that kind of thing. Um, which I think many other miscellaneous. Um, in-season, definitely, definitely look into a uh, massage therapist or a chiropractor. Make sure you're staying on top of your recovery. Um, when I was getting ready for the meet in June, I was seeing Shayla every single week, um, twice a week when I was starting to feel like shit. So do yourself a favor, invest into yourself, make sure your eating is good, sleeping is good. Try to maintain your stress levels and get yourself into a chiropractor or massage therapist office or do both. Allow yourself to get everything worked out and then go get an adjustment after invest in yourself allow yourself to have a nice nice recovery period after your lift is done right because what's the what's the point of putting all the effort in the gym to train to lift heavy weights if you're not doing everything you can outside of the gym to make sure that you're successful as well if i had a fucking dollar man you'd be so surprised like that is everyone's <laughs> the, oh, yeah. the, the lifting is the easy part it's right that's, it's the bread and butter. It's it's, New, it's nutrition, hard. nutrition and recovery um, outside the gym, or and that's where that's where definitely everything is lacking. Or just it's, trying to get people to sleep at a decent hour, like right, like, yeah. Good lord.
like dude i wish i could choose when i went like i go to bed basically when i have time to <laughs> same like same i mean like i said last night like you know my my nights at work run late but you know if you need to try and squeeze an hour nap in the day because that's going to make a huge exactly. difference oh yeah Precisely. <clears throat> all right so ladies and gentlemen that brings us to the world's favorite game show white lights red lights okay if you could please describe for the studio audience what oh. the rules are what does what white lights red lights does mean? white lights red lights <sighs> trying to think of a nice fancy way to explain this i feel like i've kind of hit it i've tried i feel like i've hit all the the fancy explanations um maybe just maybe just like a straightforward like just go, okay go at it go at it your coach is rubbing shoulders <laughs> he's whispering in your ear you got this he just gave you a fat whiff of ammonia you just grunted like an animal you're walking onto the platform it's the last pull of the day you just squatted you just benched you got six crazy reps done you passed all three you passed all six of them this last pull is your make or break you get up to the bar you get your final brace in you push up against that belt you reach down for the bar you stand up it's a grinder you're moving you're bleeding out of your nose you're popping blood vessels in your eye you lock that bitch out the judge says gives you the down command you hold that thing for just another five seconds because you're a man you come down with it you give yourself a nice battle cry and the three judges give you three white lights you sir end of the day with a passing deadlift let's say it was a little bit slower you helicopter just a little bit on the way up and one judge was like mm. and they give you two white lights my friend that is still a passing score but let's say you go for that last pull unfortunately it doesn't come off the ground or you itch it a little bit or you ride the quads or it's just a little bit sloppy or you drop it unfortunately two red lights or three red lights is a failing score but you know what you gave it your all and that's what i care about that's right yeah all right so this week's episode of white lights red lights we are doing a, another versus oh lay it on me this this is this is a good one this is uh this is duos oh versus on duos okay so first we have wayne versus garth wayne versus garth oh why you gotta do that <laughs> <clears throat> they both are so like obviously wayne is the more outspoken the show is about him but those little one-liners that Garth has almost makes me pee harder than Wayne. So you right. know what? I'm gonna give it. To, I'm gonna give it to my boy Garth. Um, All right. Three three white lights for Garth. That that scene where he's in the the, the diner doing the foxy lady. Oh, <laughs> it kills me every time. Or their mid conversation that he just goes swing like like like, like yeah. I can't you can't beat that Garth all the way. All right, that's a good choice. I like that one. Three white lights for yeah. Garth. The the side sidekick has got to prevail every once in a while. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, this one. <laughs> Bert versus Ernie. Bert versus Ernie. <laughs> Bert on Ernie. 
Dude, I don't even fucking know. <laughs> I can't even tell you the last time I watched Sesame Street. Um, I feel like Bert's more the realist because he's the crusty guy in the relationship. Right. So uh, I think I'll have to Ernie, give it to, to Bert. Ernie's living in his gay fantasy world. I mean, yeah, but, you know, Ernie sees the or Bert sees things from a more realist perspective. Like, he has a grouchy face the entire time, and I right. feel like that's a little more relatable, so... Three, three, three white or gay puppets. I'll give it three lights for for Bert. All right, Bert. Bert wins that battle. Bert. Okay, yep. here we go. Tom versus Jerry. Like Jerry just wants to live his life, you know. And Tom has to be <laughs> such a cynical dick about it. Like I love the duo of the dog and and Jerry, I feel like that's always a nice right. combo. Um, you know what? I'm gonna give it to Jerry. Thomas, Thomas is just kind of a dick. Anyway, I'll give it to Jerry, even though Jerry does push his buttons a lot. Right. He does ask I'll, I'll, sometimes. I'll give it to Jerry. He's he's creative with how he fucks with Tom, so I'll, I'll give it to Jerry. <laughs> All right, and then the last and final one is going to be Cheech versus Chung. Oh, man. Cheech, Chong is a little too on the uh, the short bus end for me, so I'll give it to Cheech. Because he can, he can still uh, develop a plan. Or develop a sentence, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, again, I'll give it to Cheech. All right. So Cheech, Cheech, Jerry, Bert, and Garth mm -hmm. are our winners in our battle today. Yeah. Congratulations, fellas. Right oh, yeah. <laughs> Congrats. No, this is like, I started thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, who would I go with? And then as soon as I, like, opened it up, I was like, holy crap, this is, like, endless. Ooh. So, yeah. um, so like... Uh, I was thinking, uh, what's the what's the stoner movie with Dave Chappelle? Oh, Half Baked. Yeah. Okay. So, Dave Chappelle from Half Baked, or Red Man from How High? Oh shit, that is a good one. Oh my gosh, that that's a, like it's a good that, one, right? <laughs> that is a good one because it's like oh, you'd want to go with Dave Chappelle because that's a classic, but I mean, Red Man's character and How High is just so damn funny. When he's ro he's rowing that boat on land. Stroke, smoke. Stroke, <laughs> smoke. <laughs> that scene with uh, Method Man where he's waking him up to Ramstein in the bed with the blunt. Oh yeah, every <laughs> fucking time without falter. Like I, I mean, I, I'll give it to How High at the end of the day, but like, I mean, Half Baked yeah. is great, but <laughs> Half Baked, uh, Half Baked gets there because it's just kind of it's a classic. It is. It's but. He does get uh, detoured away from the weed by some chick, which yeah. is kind of a kind of a negative. Yeah, and it's not really of, the ending you want. And still, one of my favorite lines is from "How High" when the guy's like, "He's like, I don't get it." And he's like, "What don't you get? Pussy and respect." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's such a good movie. So yeah, I think I'd have to I'd have to go with Red Man. He God just. Bless. Yeah, he's just a funny ass dude, and he and that's not he doesn't and he doesn't make his money being funny. No, he's just a funny ass dude. 
but yeah, it's just and a great rapper. Love it. Great, great rapper. Oh, oh, another. So that I've been watching uh, the last OG. Yeah. Have you ever seen that, that? the one with uh, Tracy Morgan? Tracy, Tracy Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Tracy Morgan. It's Tracy Jordan yeah. on the on the TV on the The Rock. The yeah. The 30 Rock. So, 30 Rock. 30 yeah. Rock. So Tracy Morgan, it is an amazing show. Is it good? Okay. I need some It is to really watch. good. So like it, it's got like, you know, good storylines to it, I think. But Tracy Morgan has got to be one of the most underrated funny people that's out there. Mm-hmm. He has his one-liners, his comparisons of things are just fucking phenomenal. So oh, yes. obviously the premise is he served 15 years for selling crack and now he's out. And like Brooklyn's nice. now Brooklyn's now all changed. It's <coughs> all it's all gentrified and it's not the Brooklyn that he grew up in. Yeah. And so he's he's adjusting to this new Brooklyn. And so he's living in this halfway house with all these other dudes. A lot of good characters in there. The Halfway nice. House is run, run by uh, uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Is the oh, guy nice. The Halfway House. <laughs> but yeah, he's in this restaurant, and one of the guys from the Halfway House comes over and is talking to him. He's like, yeah, I got my job here. He's like, just don't tell anybody that, I, that I'm that i an ex-con. He's like, you know, I had to lie on my application. And he's sitting there talking to Tracy Morgan. This guy behind is like, he's like, hey, uh, can I get a tossed salad? And the guy turns around and he's like, we don't do that here, man. Anyway, yeah, Tracy Morgan is one funny-ass dude, funny-ass show. Method Man is in the show, I think, starting in the, in the second season. Yeah. And there's, I'm trying to think, there's, there's like, so many people, like, cameos of just, like, awesome people, funny-ass people. So anyway, check that, check that shit out. All right, everyone. We appreciate you stopping by. We appreciate you downloading. We appreciate you watching live. We appreciate everything you do for us as we try and do for you in return. We'll see you all next week as we come through. I'm assuming we'll do another Saturday next week. That is going to be our goal um, since that's what we got voted in by two people for to do. So we're going to try and keep that up as much as we possibly can. Due yep. to changes in scheduling, you know, it, things happen. Yep. So, again, make sure you go to liftingugly.com. Check out all the gear that we got there. I'm going to pop these up real quick. We do have the All Natty Light shirt that will be live Love. here in the next hour. And then we Ooh. also have the Monumental Powerlifting on the back. Die big, die strong, die and a ball Ooh. shirt that is going to be available as well. If you are watching, listening to this podcast, even if it's later down the road, get a hold of me. I will get you a code for said shirts that let's say it will get you 15% off. Let's do 15% wow. off for, for those that are listening that that wanna that wanna get their hands on those shirts. Get their hands ugly. That's right. That's because that's how much we appreciate Strong y'all. Man. y'all. Y'all. y'all y'all fools out there all right ladies and gentlemen thanks for joining us for episode 18 of the lifting ugly podcast we will see you next week we're out peace
fuck the blues Ain't your bad news, you can trip with the juice While I sip booze on a seven day cruise In Louis Vuitton shoes, with floozies by the dudes The good life, talking about the good life Live it up for a little while, then go to the hood To get a good wife and settle down But for now, I'm studying down Refuse to allow myself to devour Like when I was sniffing pals Still got trials and tribulations Refinement from cultivation takes patience I'm waiting, paper chasing to get a place like Peyton Politics and interfacing, business relations Built the empire from the underground Then retire, who said I was on crack? Use a motherfucking liar! See me in the trench coat but miss the joke So fuck the hoax, my mission is this Get in position to assist my folks Huh? Get in position to assist my mother, my, my mother, and my auntie, and my uncle, my folks. You know? Oh, today's the day, baby.